0: You're listening to a 3CR podcast. It's Radiothon time again at 3CR. This year marks 40 years of Radical Radio at 3CR, and we're asking you to keep us on air for another 40 years by donating your money to 3CR's Radical Radiothon, June 6-19. Call us on 03 9419 8377 or visit us online at 3cr.org.au. Enjoy your podcast.
1: dedicated to all the bicycle riders seen bicycle rider bicycle rider bike ride damn it other bike rider And good morning and welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle User Group radio program on Community Radio, 3CR 855 AM and digital. And thank you to Democracy Now for the last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris and on today's show I'm going to be talking to Mike Waller from the Walmart Street Action Group. I'm going to be talking a little bit about uh, what's happening around Melbourne cycling-wise and I'm going to be talking a little bit about Latour, which started two days ago and um, yeah, I was just wondering how you're all faring out there. A lot of people I know are absolutely mentally and physically and emotionally exhausted from the weekend. We um, have a bit of a repeat of 2010 with the federal election. And it's uh, been something else. Okay, Mike, thank you for coming into the studio today.
2: Thanks, Chris. Good to so, be here. So
1: how are you faring with um, all you know, the stuff that's going on? Oh,
2: you know, I think like the rest of the population, I'm a bit... Um Surprised and, you know, waking, waiting with anticipation for what actually the outcome's going to be, as I'm sure the Prime Minister is at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: it's, yeah, sorry, sorry to get off cycling for a moment, but we've got a repeat of 2010 and for all their stuff for lockdown like, yeah, in the last five, six years about, oh, what Gillard did and Gillard did that, actually, you know, they found themselves in exactly the same position. And, um, I don't know, just to riff on about politics for a moment, I don't think hung, hung governments are such a bad thing, actually.
2: Uh, no i think uh without without sort of uh, being partisan about it i think what's been reflected is a real concern about the future of the country and that there are a number of ways of looking at, it, at that and dealing with it and i think uh, parliamentarians now have to actually sit down and work that way to work their way through it and and meet the community's aspirations so democracy does work you know yeah,
1: it does work <laughs> And, you know, here in Australia, the you know, the worst thing we had to do was either get in a long queue and line up and either get some bakery goods or sausage sizzle or something like that. It's not like what they had in the UK with the Brexit, which things got pretty awful. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and I was noticing that a lot of people getting out on their bikes and riding to their polling booths, which was great. Um, in, I've got to admit, I live in Batman. And um, it's pretty pretty much a close wrong thing. I mean, the Australia's apparently most left leaning
2: electorate. Oh well, there you go. So yeah, so I'm in Q, which is sort of uh, um, the other side of the, the the political divide from that point of view. Oh yeah, but we we, <laughs> can, we
1: can talk to each other, can't we? We
2: can indeed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so over the weekend, yeah, I just said uh, the, the tour kicked off, and um, everyone's talking about uh, Ricky Port's uh, puncher, which may have stuffed his opportunity to win the tour this year. Um, yeah, nasty mechanical he had and I was all aboard the Richie Portbus this year, you know, being a um, expatriate Tasmanian, you know, and it's just like, yes, but I reckon you could claw back a bit of, bit of time over the next three weeks. It's one of those things that the, the, the pathos and the excitement of the tour, even if you're not into pro cycling, it's the sort of thing that's just perfect for a cold Australian winter sitting up late at night watching it on SBS. And also if you're on social media, we've got to admit, we've done this a few times over the years um bringing in the lavash team or lavash detour team talking about cows and peripheral things you watch when you're watching the magnificent um broadcast put on by SBS I said if even if you're not into uh watching people ride real fast around uh France and parts of Europe just watch it for the scenery and the the, the stuff going on in the background is just incredible and um one significant thing that's saying all is well in the world is that uh, Peter Sargon is in the yellow jersey. Yippee. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he's someone we've been watching for a long time, you know, since he came up as a, you know, callow youth in his early 20s, and he's really blossomed into a fantastic GC rider. And again, and if, even if you're not interested in this sort of stuff, the it's just worth watching for the... You know, again, the just absolute um, wonderful scenery and Gabriel well for your French cooking stuff. And also, you know, the peripheral things going on in the back lot, watching for cows and sheep. And horses. And if you think I'm sounding a bit nuts, well, you really got to get on Twitter and, and watch some of this stuff in real time. Go to the SBS TDF hashtag and just watch some of the random stuff that comes up because I find it highly entertaining. And I will freely admit that I do contribute to a bit of it because, oh, well, that's what you do when it's in the depths of winter, Mike.
2: Right, Uh, just just by way of uh, amplification of the tour thing, we we, uh, cut through a few years ago, drove up the colder tour, Malay, but in a car, and I, I said to my wife when we were driving up. The car's struggling to get up those that mountain. God, how you know? How on earth people managed to do it on a bike? Yeah, and there were lots of people doing it. So and the magnificent scenery, and as you say, all the uh, you know all the large bikes that are put out there on the the side of the road and the signs. It's a it's a fabulous institution.
1: Yeah, you got like the spectators. You've got like. On the Cotoma, you'd have like certain corners where all certain, you know, nationalities of the fans all go, like right. Dutch yeah. corner and <laughs> all this sort of stuff. And they're, and they're quite mad.
2: Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> you know, you got to be. I mean, I think it's a, yeah, it's 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 a tremendous entertainment. And, of course, as you say, in the middle of winter in in uh, in Australia, you've also got Wimbledon, so you know yeah. no chance to sleep at all.
1: And and <laughs> and the forty as well. We've got the Euro.
2: Oh, Euro twenty sixteen. Yeah. yeah, Iceland got knocked out, unfortunately. But yeah.
1: oh, <laughs> so for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there was a lot of people kind of like I think on Saturday night, Sunday morning, sitting up between like the beginning of the Grand Depart and. For for the Italian match, mm. yeah, it's kind of uh, Australian uh, sports fans. We we're you know long suffering people who sit up late at night.
2: Yeah, well, I'm from England originally, so yeah. I can't really talk with any authority about football. <laughs> anyway,
1: <laughs> so you you, you know, yeah, I'm talking about the soccer, but all the rest of it well, what we call soccer over here, but really yeah, it's yeah, football. soccer. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> absolutely right. Yeah, because yeah, the thing about um, uh, England as well, you got your own really good uh of the time trials because yeah, just they had this thing about yeah, you, know, you couldn't be on the roads. I'm kind of glossing over it a bit, but so people used to go out and do these secret time trials on back roads. Oh, really? And that's no. what built up um, the the UK thing of strength in cycling. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I've, I've, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it was like doing the time trials. It was sneaking out so the authorities didn't know you were out there. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, you got into the point where they started doing yeah you know, closed road racing and all the stuff, the rest of it. But it's a quintessentially kind of an English thing, yeah. you know.
2: Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Okay.
1: Yeah, so look, I'm going to take a quick break and we'll be back in a minute and we'll get straight into the interview with Mike about what's happening with the Warmless Street redevelopment.
2: Have you ever wanted to write songs about important issues and help change the way people think about them? Change the World with Your Song is a songwriting competition designed to do just that, built around the four themes of environment, social justice, war and peace and political satire. It has age categories from kids to adults. For more information about this national songwriting competition, go to changetheworldwithyoursong.com A three... The reason why we had to have a program on 3CR was because of the failure uh, of other radio stations, so-called independent radio stations, which were not letting us have our say. It's up to you
1: to keep independent voices on air. Donate now to 3CR's 40th birthday, Radical Radiothon.
2: 3CR was giving us the opportunity to tell our story as it was, and I wouldn't be exaggerating if I say 3CR has been the backbone of our struggle in Australia.
1: Donate now to Keep Radio Radical. And you're back listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio and Community Radio 3CR, 8.55am digital streaming and podcast. That should be up later today for the show. In the studio today, I've got Mike Waller from the Warmless Street Action Group. Mike, do you want to give a little bit of background to this issue that's on the cusp of um, Abbotsford and Q? Sure. Uh,
2: thanks, Chris, and thanks for having me here. Um, the That critical juncture that crosses the, the Yarra between Kew and uh, uh, Richmond um, which goes into Vi- to Warmer Street, then Burnley Street and Victoria Street. The old uh, Metropolitan Fire Brigade site is being redeveloped into apartments as is the site on the other side of the road which has been subject to you a know, big inquiry in VCAT. Um, it's being redeveloped by developers into uh, you know, a significantly large number of apartments. And in order, obviously, to get the traffic out, they're needing to re-engineer the little stub of Warmer Street that runs straight onto the cycling and pedestrian bridge. And what that involves at the moment with the current design is to raise the roadbed by about two metres. And the net result is that from a pedestrian and a, 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 a cyclist point of view, instead of having a straight run off the bridge into the Warmer Street road, um, you're going to have to climb up steps or take a sharp right and sharp left turn as a cyclist to get up to grade up to the level of the road. And what um, the community around uh, that area, both on the Kew side and the Richmond side, the Collingwood and, Abbott, uh, and Abbotsford Residents Association, the bicycle network, for example, is saying is we think the design isn't going to be fit for purpose because it's an extremely busy crossing um, I think the Bicycle Network did a bit of a, a, a survey and they were talking about you know 500 cyclists over a fairly short period of time. My wife spent, and I spent a couple of hours uh, on the Warmer Street end of the bridge on a Sunday afternoon and we were talking about 250 cyclists in the space of two hours, as well as huge numbers of pedestrians and people with strollers and all these sorts of things. So the Warmer Street Action Group together with CAR and the Bicycle Network are saying both to the developer and to the various government agencies, and there are many of them involved, we don't think this is going to be the right answer to what is an opportunity to create a really great public realm set of assets around the Yarra River and the crossing, which is so important to both pedestrians and cyclists. So we're trying... We've got a couple of meetings that we've uh, arranged with the developers and we hope with the Department of Planning which uh, we hope the City of Yarra and the uh, City of Burundara will go to too, to talk about both what they're proposing, but equally, if not more importantly, to see whether there's a better way, um, involving the, not just the road, but the bridge and the other side of the bridge, where that you've got that very narrow, um, very steep exit from the queue side of Warmer Street, which is a bit like a ski slope, and it's a shared space, and it's a very narrow space between pedestrians and cyclists. And, you know, not infrequently, you get uh, conflict. Not that anybody tries to sort of get out, but you—it's—it's it's, because it's so narrow, there's a scope for some serious accidents. So in, in summary, Chris, we believe that uh, first thing is we're not against development per se, although a number of people have made comments about the size of these developments in terms of their height and setback. But we believe that this is an opportunity for the government to step forward and actually take control of a public realm, redesign it so that in future generations ahead, we'll have something that pedestrians, cyclists, the community at large can feel really proud of.
1: Yeah, because at the moment, I've got to admit, um, I've used that area a lot. I used to just live two seconds around the corner from it in Abbotsford. And even, you know, this is only a few years ago, it's not really fit for purpose at this point. So we're not anti it being redone, but I can say from the writer's perspective, what we find very concerning, uh, well, there's two points of this, is like the developer kind of having possession of this, you know, this land, which is, was public land on that bank. And also putting in something again, which again, may not be fit for purpose again, over what we've got there at the facilities, and that area—if anyone knows you know, the area that Mike's talking about—it's you know, on the, I you know, think, um, Abbotsford and Q. You've got so much um, development happening there. You've got um, uh, Victoria Gardens is open in the last ten yep. years,
2: and you've got apartments on the other side.
1: Yep. Um, and I remember when that went in, that kind of inadvertently stuffed up river access around the other side. There used to be like a lot of an informal walking trail, yeah. and that's kind of—I they,
2: think they're you know they're reinstating that. But, yeah. um, I mean, you're talking about, I think it's about 700 apartments on both sides of Warmer Street. So 1,000 people uh, in addition. Um, so that's going to add to a load um, on that public realm. Mm. And the opportunity, I mean, at the moment they're describing it as a plaza, but it's actually a very small space of land because it's yeah. got to be shared with road tunnels um, going out to Victoria Street from the, from the car parks. Um, and the design, you know, obviously would you'd expect it to suit the developers' needs. Yep. Um, uh, Yarra of Council have um, said to Richard Wynne that they think there are a whole need, range of issues that need to be addressed. Um, we as the community have supported that very strongly. But I think the important thing here, Chris, is that when you look at who's, who's got a piece of the action, um, the developers don't own Warmer Street. That's a no. crown land. Um, So you've got the Crown in its various manifestations. You've got Yarra City Council on one side. You've got um, Boroondara on the other side of the bridge. And between them, I understand it, they they maintain that bridge. It's a very old one, built in about the 1890s. Then you've got Melbourne Water. You've got Parks Victoria. You've got the State Planning Department. That's Richard Wynne's department, who is the responsible minister for really sorting all this out. Um, And you've got people like PTV who look after the transport. Um, so there are, you know, there's a very wide range of government agencies that have got an interest, but nobody's accountable for mm. taking this as a whole and saying what could we create here. Now, will it involve, you know, expending some money? Well, of course it will. But uh, we're talking about an asset in the case of the bridge, which has been there since 1891. Yep. It's about time that we reconsidered that area. And as you said, when you look at it, it it works right. just about but it could be far, far better and it's certainly not going to be improved in any um, from a utilitarian point of view, an amenity point of view, if you raise the roadbed by two metres and put in all these byways for, for bicycles and so forth. So I think what I would say to everybody here is, all your listeners, go along to one of those meetings mm. um, because I think that's a starting point for a conversation between various community groups and the government and the developer, but I think the government's got to take control here, uh, to sort of come up with a better solution for all of us in the long term.
1: Mm. We'll give out the... uh details for these meetings in a minute. I've got it up on the front page of the Yarrabug website. So if you go to yarrabug, or and you'll see that as one of the first items we've got up there about how you can register for it. Excellent. But something you want to bring into play here, and it's something that many people around the area would know, is just to the west of this area. We're talking about the Gipp Street, Collins um, Collins Bridge Precinct, or we could call it a precinct, and this is where I used to live. Um, and it's something from the Bugs perspective we've been working on for years is we wanted to get a better um, infrastructure for that area because at the moment it's concrete steps. And, yeah. <laughs> okay, you can say from a cyclist perspective, oh, you're getting your cardiovascular, but I see it more as an accessibility issue if, uh, you know, um, it's hard if people have got prams, bikes, uh, you uh, can't walk on steps, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, anybody
2: who's slightly infirm, it's… Yeah. You have to be a Sherpa to get up those steps. Yeah, sure, you're quite right.
1: <laughs> and there's a lot of people, again, to do with also, we're talking about warmer and Collins Bridge, go up to the boulevard. Now, finally, um, this is going back back two months ago, I was at uh, the Yarra Bicycle Advisory Committee meetings that the council put on, I've been doing these for over 20 years now. But we had a officer come along from Parks Victoria and gave us an overview of finally they're doing um the the draft designs a lot of work's gone into what's going to happen on Gipp Street so we're going to have a long ramp going up to Gip Street which is going to cut out those steps
2: oh well that's greatly great news yeah
1: uh, and that's taken a long time <clears throat>
2: yeah it's been around for years and
1: it? i think they're at the stage of working through property titles and land acquisition mm. so it's a very long process to work with all the other land managers in the area. And this is something from the Bugs perspective we're pretty off with because it's been going on for a long time with CUB and you know Melbourne Uni having land there. And there's also private ownership further yeah. around if people would know the stuff there. So um, that's something that's happening around to the west side of that. The plan is, the long-term plan is to bring that part of the Capital City Trail, Main Yarra Trail around to Flockhart and possibly... Um, to link into to, to, to yeah to Gips to the to the Warner Street part, yeah. and this is something that's got to happen because you've got so much use in that area. I mean, you know, like um, CUB and all those industrial things down there. It's all changing, and yeah. it's going more to residential or smaller businesses. And then you've got uh, Victoria Gardens. You've got to have proper river access for people to move.
2: Quite right. I mean, I mean, I think, Chris, if you think of two things, from a health point of view, the government quite rightly is saying, get off, get out of your cars, get either onto public transport or cycle or walk. That part of the river is, a, it's, it's a bit of a, a, you know, an obstacle race. Mm. But, and as you say, the Gipps Street Bridge is probably the worst instance. But coming back to Warman Street, we don't want to get to a situation where we're actually going to make things less amenable and less readily accessible than they are at the moment. Um, and that whole area between Warmer Street and Gipps Street at the moment, you've got to go over to the other side of the river to get over onto the Gipps Street bridge, uh, or you have to actually fight the traffic on the Victoria Street side.
1: Which is steadily getting worse. Well, it is
2: getting worse. Um, and, you know, people need to live and, and they need to work. And that, I think, whole area, from the point of view of the government's policy, they... They take a great deal of pride and doing a lot of work in the road infrastructure. I think the pedestrian cyclist infrastructure needs the same care and attention. And I think the approach that what we're proposing effectively to the government, as far as warmer streets concerned, could set a new standard in the way that government and the community and developers interface.
1: Yes, because too often, and I've seen this over a lot, 15, 20 years, it's too... Too little, too late, and it's a confused at, um, outcome. With you know to do with oh, there's pedestrian and cyclist access, and invariably, yeah, you know, when you get really large developments, it's the car, motorised stuff that gets first preference, and we're not future proofing properly.
2: No, I think or, no. you need a you need a the right balance. And yeah, I think what we're saying is let's 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 not stumble into the future. Let's plan our way into the yeah. future.
1: So to do with these actual public consultations, you've got to register for them. Yeah, um, by five p.m. next Monday and. I'll put up the details for it. You know, there's an email, at L that's all one word, at uh, urbis, which is um, urbis.com.au. You can also call them on eight double six three four eight one eight. Now, these public consultations will be on Wednesday the 13th of July, and that's between 6 to 8 p.m., and Saturday the 16th of July between 10.30 to 12.30 p.m. at Park Gardens Display Suite. And that's down uh, 607 to 621 Victoria Street. Is that the display? That's,
2: that's the display street right by the bridge.
1: That's the one that's right on the property that's line. That's it. Yeah, because we, yeah, yeah. we took photos of that and we're going, whoa, yeah. that's right that's on the, right by
2: the It's right by the um, bicycle ramp.
1: Yeah. So yeah. these two public meetings are an opportunity to set a new standard and attention to community amenity when confronting... You know, this sort of stuff that happens. We're like, we get this imposed upon us. We're we're trying to pull this apart and get a good outcome for, you know, all the parties down there. Um, you know, it's not saying pro-developer, but they're there, they're in the space, and I think they've got to be made very aware that they have a, a public responsibility to get this right.
2: Yeah, and I, but, but but I think that's absolutely right. And, I you know, to be fair, I think to, to Urbis and the developers, they, they at least acknowledge that and accept it. But as I said earlier, um, a good part of the, the opportunity and the problem mm. are actually not in the developers' control. So that's where, at the end of the day, the government's step. got to step in. And I think, you know, Richard Wynne is the local member. He's the Minister for Planning. Uh, whether it's uh, whether it's the planning department or whether it's the city of Yarra, somebody has got to be accountable and step forward and say, okay, we could get a better outcome and we're going to help manufacture um, the outcome that meets all our needs.
1: Yeah, because uh, I noticed you're working with the Collingwood Abbotsford uh, Residents Association Car in Joellenlip. Yeah. They've yeah, um, been great. Yeah, yeah. And also, we ca- we noticed this when um petition came out, I think, from the Defend, the Riverbank mob yeah. and the big... Petition that came out, and also today in the Age, there's another article about uh, the Yarra Riverkeeper having a Andrew
2: Kelly. Yeah, yeah having
1: right. a having a chat about it also because they've they've managed to was it was it overshadowing of the skipping girls sign down there.
2: Uh, there was a big debate about that, and yep. there's been some improvement, I think, out of the VCAT uh, decision. But as I recall, um, the the debate. Partly in the, VCAT, in the VCAT case, part of it was around the just the sheer scale, the height. Yeah. But that VCAT, in their wisdom, have actually come out in the developers' favour, so there's mm. been no reduction in the height of the building.
1: Because there's some other things in play there too. We're all talking about human access. There's also like there's a nice vineyard nearby. Yep. There's also um, rocks down there that are um, used as habitat by river dragons. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, know. yeah. yeah. Um, so it's yeah, you know, it's not just about us. It's about no. the river as well. I mean, there's also uh, going back to last summer. Well, so I had the um, Yarra seal come up the up the river. It was all the way up to. Um, I believe the community gardens, um, the Abbotsford um, Convent or Collingwood Farm. Oh,
2: the children's farm. Yeah, yeah. There's there's all
1: sorts of things down there, so you've got to be very aware of of what. Actually, you know, the Yarra River isn't kind of like some inert thing. There's things in it. You know, I don't think we've quite got platypuses down that far south, but I've seen water rats. I've seen river dragons. I've seen a lot of stuff down there. So those sort of things are going to be taken into consideration.
2: No, I agree. I think the the environmental story is equally important as the, as, as the human story and again, you know, you've got Parks Victoria and Melbourne Water have got most of the action there um, and they need, uh, and I know they've commented on the development in terms of the riparian environment, you've got to get all those voices together and you've got to make them into a harmonious orchestra, not discordant and an outcome that really doesn't suit uh, everybody's interests.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna take a quick break and we'll be back in a minute, a bit of news and events. Tuning for a radical philosophy live broadcast from Monash University featuring Associate Professor Karen Green, Professor Jana Thompson, Professor Lorraine Code, Dr. Denise Russell, and Professor Moira Gates. Here a discussion on how philosophy
2: for women has changed over the years. A joint event between the International Association of Women Philosophers and the Australasian Association of Philosophy broadcast
1: live from Monash University on Thursday the 7th of July between 3 and 4 p.m. on 3CR 8.55 a.m. online and digital. Let's get radical about philosophy. And you're back listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio and Community Radio Three CR Eight Fifty Five a Digital. And today, uh, if you've been coming down Canning Street in Carlton North, you would have noticed there is some roadworks going on, and it's a bicycle lane footpath upgrade between uh, the intersection of Canning Street and Lee Street, Carlton North. And it's the City of Yarra uh, fixing up the bike lanes there, so they're going to be modified and lowered to um, road level. So this. Uh, div- Treatment is anticipated to further emphasize cyclist priorities over pedestrians at this location to improve road safety for everyone. So basically, they're doing it um, between the 4th to the 11th over the school holidays to minimize um, interruptions to people. And if you've got any queries about that, you can contact the city of Yarra. Also, I believe today the Squeaky Wheel have got a... um, Look out for car doors thing up in the city. And that's between, I believe, Collins Street. I'm just going to bring the details up. Here we go. Yeah, it's in Collins Street just um, east. I can't remember which part of it, but I should look it up. But uh, between 11am to 1pm, raising awareness about car dooring in the city of Yarra. Share our streets about car dooring. And I'm just bringing it up, sorry for padding this out, but I'm just going to give you the exact bit where it is today for Monday the 4th, which is Collins Street east of um, Swanson Street. So if you're down there, see if you can see the Share Our Streets car, acti- uh, car dooring activations that be happening down there. And they've got a few more coming up for tomorrow, uh, 11 a.m. p.m., Collins Street west of Swanson Street, and then Thursday, uh, July the 4th, Seventh, eleven a.m., one p.m. down at uh, the S- uh, St Kilda Road between Arts Centre and Federation Square. So yeah, that's a bit coming up, um, Mike. You been watching any of the tour, or no interest whatsoever? <laughs> no, no,
2: no. I, I thoroughly enjoy the tour, but uh, I suppose of the two, um, tennis tends to be my my bigger love. But I yeah. think that this is why I was saying. I think it's a it's quite a hard time for for people in Australia because of the time difference. Mm. But then you've got you've had the election too here, as well as Brexit in my old country. Oh, how are,
1: you, how are you finding about Brexit?
2: Oh. I, I'm pretty close to devastated. Oh, um, okay. I mean, I think it was a complete abdication of leadership by the, by the current but not future Prime Minister. Um, <laughs> and there were a lot of uh, misinformation peddled around by both sides. Um, and I think it's, it could be, again, coming, trying to be positive about it, it could be an opportunity for both the EU and Britain to rethink some of the things that are wrong but um, the current debate doesn't give me a lot of confidence that that's the way the thing's going to play out. It's, I think it could be payback time. It's, it's very worrying.
1: Yeah, there's some, th- there's some worrying undercurrents in the Brexit which aren't really anything to do with the EU. we got seeing some stuff that's come out in the, it's, here in Australia. We're seeing some worrying stuff yeah. come out. So it's a time for reflection and uh, kind of coming back to... Um, what do we actually want to see in our countries? Which we we talk, you know, on a smaller scale, we're talking about what you know what we actually want with these developments. So, oh yeah, yeah indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah really appreciate better
2: compassion yeah. and empathy for everybody's interests. So. Yeah,
1: well, really appreciate coming in today, um, Mike, at short notice, and it's really Great and nice. It. Yeah, it's really nice having someone in the studio because you know, occasionally, I would when, when you're doing phone interviews and stuff, it's really hard to take the cue off someone. So, yeah. it's, and especially the the Col called Latourme. Anecdote. That's amazing. You know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. It's. Uh, I, I. I've. I've. As I say, I'm. I'm a, a, An occasional cyclist, but watching some of these. And you said <laughs> you. You do quite. You know, a lot yeah, of hill climbing. Yeah, yeah. I'm full of admiration for people's heart lung capacity. It's extraordinary. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I get away with telling people I'm a tracky these days with the way that I'm shaped. But. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I got to admit, I think descending is a lot scarier than climbing. Yeah. I well. Cannot. Well, I think to save myself. How fast they go? 60, 70 seventy kilometres Ah oh, Yeah. On the, on, I was watching it last night. Um, you get, you're getting up to speeds of 60, 70. Yeah. And when if you watch a
2: sprint finish, it's just plain silly. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's right. On a, on a, on a little bit of rubber, it's not like a car tire or anything. Yeah. yeah. So no, an interesting, it's, it's an interesting time of year from a sport perspective.
1: Yeah. So thank you so much for your time today. We'll put up the uh, details to the um, have your say on the proposed warm street redevelopment and that's for the Absford Q area. Thank you for coming in today Mike.
2: Thank you Chris, greatly enjoyed it
1: And uh, up next I believe we'll have Dirt Radio and our podcast should be up uh, pretty soon later today and also it's Nadoc week kicking off today so we're going to go out with a bit of a rumpy band and uh, I should be back in the studio in a fortnight and next week we should have Val and Faith back in the studio. Thank you so much for your time today
0: You've just been listening to a podcast produced at 3CR Community Radio. 2016 marks 40 years that 3CR has been bringing you independent community voices, and we're asking you, our listeners, to keep us going for another 40 years by donating to our Radical Radiothon this June 6-19. This year we need to make $220,000, so any amount you can afford makes a big difference. Call us on 03 9419 8377 or visit us online at 3cr.org.au. Thanks for supporting Community Radio.